Welcome back to the Cordell and Cordell and Men's Divorce video and podcast. I'm Scott Trout, CEO and managing partner of Cordell and Cordell. We continue to bring you information on family law for everything before, during, and after divorce and all matters regarding and related to family law, whether it's you know the divorce, modifications, paternities, contempts, issues related to guys facing issues in family law. And today is, of course, no different. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about custody and how guys can position themselves uh, to try to achieve their goals. And uh, you know, we're joined by Dylan Briggs in our St. Charles office. Welcome, Dylan. Thank you very much, Mr. John. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, glad to have you. As always, as our uh, frequent listeners uh, know, I want to make sure everyone understands that this is not an attorney-client relationship. This isn't legal advice. You know, we have our licensure limitations, and we want to make sure that there's, you know, you understand there's no replacement. There's no substitute for a great consultation with an attorney who uh, practices exclusively in family law like we do at Cordell and Cordell around the country. And obviously, we're available via consult. If you want to go ahead and check us out on the web at CordellCordell.com or give us a call at 866-DADS-LAW. You can set up a consultation via Zoom, via telephone, in person, where appropriate, considering health and safety. So, you know, we're into it. Let's go. Let's start a little bit about custody, Dylan. Let's talk a little bit about what guys could do, what dads can do, really, to kind of bolster their positioning, to kind of accomplish the goals that they want. And let's start kind of what the presumption is. You know, where, what are courts thinking at the onset, at least in Missouri? What is the presumption? Right, so... In Missouri, there's an initial presumption in custody cases that parties are awarded joint custody and that the parties will share parenting time equally. Uh, you know, like most things in the law, it's a little more nuanced than that, but that's, that's the general gist. So if, if a parent wants a court to deviate from that initial presumption, then they have to give the court reasons to deviate in their desired manner. Now, with us representing men, the, the most common deviation that I see in my practice is, you know, mom wanting to take custody away from dad. Uh, and to, so to prevail on that deviation, mom has to show the court how dad is a bad dad to justify the court deviating in her desired manner. So how do I, as a, and we as family law lawyers, for dads, you know, combat that? Uh, you, the seemingly obvious first step is just to directly refute whatever mom is saying. So, you know, if she's saying that dad works too much, then we show how dad's work schedule is conducive to, to the parenting time that he wants. If mom alleged dad drinks too much, we show that he doesn't drink too much. If mom alleges that dad's emotionally abusive, we claim, obviously, that he's not emotionally abusive. However, you know, in each of those situations, we have two problems. Uh, the first problem is that we're trying to prove a negative, which is a task that no lawyer relishes. It, it is much more difficult to prove that something does not exist than it is to prove that something does exist. So, you know, using one of the examples that I just referenced, how do you prove that someone is not emotionally abusive? It's, it's challenging. And, and the second problem is the classic he said, she said problem. You know, it, it's dad's word against mom's word. Yeah. So in light of those two problems, the, the way that we address this issue is by showing the court all of the ways that dad is not just a good dad, but a great dad. The theory being, you know, your honor, if, if dad is doing all of these great things that a dad should do, how could all, how could these bad things that mom's saying possibly be true? Uh, and frankly, judges see a lot of bad dads. So it's not only that, but it's, you know, your honor, you see a lot of dads that don't do any of this stuff. And yeah. here's a dad not only doing what 
a minimum threshold dad should do, but going above and beyond. I mean, I, so, I think you point out, and it's a good point here, is that you know, typically is trying to demonstrate good dad, bad dad, uh, and what guys either did do during the marriage, raising the kids, which transitions us to what guys should be doing during the pendency of their divorce and how they can position themselves to put on good evidence, to give them a chance to over either, you know, defend or maintain that presumption or show mom is something, you know, doesn't have the right qualities or isn't doing something. So, because that is the key. I mean, there are a lot of guys who come to us, um, they maybe they're the primary breadwinner and there's a role that each part, parent plays. And maybe it is a traditional role, you know, that we say years ago, that traditional role is gone, right? But, mm -hmm. you know, what you see is maybe mom stayed home. Maybe that was the decision both made. And so dad didn't have an opportunity uh, to play the nurturer, to play the caretaker, you know, but you can present, you know, those limited opportunities to try to maintain the presumption or, uh, or even go further, but maybe guys are asking, what can they do during the case, right? Let's just say that, you know, now the role's different. Now that they have to, they each have a role to play. So what should guys, I mean, that's the big question. Everybody goes, well, what can I do to win custody? Well, let's take some notes right here. Start listing out what guys should be doing during the case to try to position themselves. Well, you got to the crux of the matter in your preface there, which is that the roles are different now. And so, you know, just because those, uh, that, that division of labor existed during the marriage, guys should not, dads should not feel hamstrung by the fact that they didn't do these things while they're married. Things are different now. So the biggest general thing is to recognize that things are different and that changes need to be made. So let, let's kind of get into the meat of our discussion and talk some nuts and bolts of what dads can do while a case is pending to maintain their custody position. So first and foremost is that dad should be having regular and meaningful contact with the children, even and especially when the children are not in his care. So when the children are with mom, uh, we, dad should be communicating with the children either by a telephone or video conference, ideally every other day, or I'm sorry, every day, and at the very least every other day. And I mean, I'm not talking about, you know, an hour long diatribe about your child's day. I'm just, you know, 10, 20 minute conversation, just kind of checking in and maintaining that consistent and meaningful contact. Uh, so a second one would be kind of a touchy subject, which is child support. Uh, ultimately, dad should always ensure that his children are provided for. Uh, now child support can be very case specific, making it difficult to generalize. So best thing to do is to seek consultation from an attorney in your jurisdiction as soon as possible and discuss this issue with your attorney at the first available opportunity. But generally speaking, if, if dad makes more money than mom, then he should be paying you know, some amount of support to mom, even if it's just a little bit. And you know, even if mom doesn't ask for it or it doesn't seem like mom needs it, I, I wanna be able to show the court that dad was and is willing to endure hardship uh, for his children. And, you know, my, my clients often hate paying child support, and I, and I get that, but I assure you that judges hate even more dads who leave moms holding the proverbial bill. Um, so another one is extracurricular activities. You know, dad should be wanting to and attending as many of these extracurricular, excuse me, extracurricular activities as possible. So, you know, if there's a baseball game, be there. If there's a dance recital, be there. If there's a school function to which parents are invited, be there. And don't just limit your presence to mere attendance. To the extent that you can participate in these extracurricular activities, 
that's like, you know, that above and beyond stuff that I was talking about before. You know, uh, dad had all of these responsibilities in the case of a divorce during the marriage, and now he's got all these changing circumstances as a result of the divorce, and your honor, that despite all of these demands on his time, he's still finding time to volunteer for his son's baseball team or mm -hmm. to join the PTO or to chaperone a field trip or to even just be the parent responsible for bringing drinks and snacks to a sporting event. You know, if nothing, if nothing else, even on something as simple as snacks and drinks, other parents are going to notice that those things are happening on, on the yeah. child sports team. And if things really get bad in the case, I can call those people as witnesses who can attest to dads, you know, going above and beyond, like I was talking about before. And that way we get out of that he said, she said situation. And we have these other members of the community that aren't testifying for one person or the other person. They're just stating facts. And it just, yeah. just so happens that as a result of the hard work that dad's been doing, those facts are favorable to him, which is, you know, what we're going for here. For some dads out there, the coronavirus pandemic has become a pretext to limit access to their children. Other dads have been pushed out of key decisions affecting their children's lives. If you're one of those dads, Cordell & Cordell is here for you, as always, but with expanded services. We can meet you in person or by video conference on weekdays, evenings, or weekends. Our goal is to step up our service to meet your needs now. It is very similar. We talked with um, Jessica America, uh, one of our attorney in Arizona, mm -hmm. and we were talking similarly about things that guys can do. And we reached the conclusion that, look, you know, it sounds guys are listening now and they're thinking, well, I do all those things. Well, it's got to be to a different level. You know, Absolutely. they may have been used to doing something in a very limited fashion. They didn't see it that way, but their time was limited and it requires a whole new level of organization and really beginning to think through these. Okay, now I've got to retool here. And it isn't easy. It's complicated. But in order to kind of position yourself, it, it has to be different. And it has to be more than what perhaps you were doing. And I think as you point out these things, these are great things to be writing down. You know, I was, we talked in that uh, podcast with Jessica about, you know, getting an organizer, writing down things and making sure you're checking the boxes. This isn't supposed to be, you know, complete, but it certainly is a good start. And mm -hmm. it's about getting in routines and there's help out there and there's coaches who can talk about life after divorce or life during divorce and how you kind of, I mean, it's not only emotionally draining to do it, but then overwhelming to think about how do I accomplish all of what you're just talking about. But I say that to just kind of talk about um, the next, you know, we talk about the variety and, and the role changes and, you know, changing your habits of now it's kind of equal parenting, right? Where you each have to kind of participate and not just rely on one doing something they always did, right? Absolutely. And so, you know, th that's kind of a, a, a general issue that I see with some of my clients is that, you know, one of the reasons that so many people raise children in a, you know, a, a committed traditional paired relationship is because raising children is hard and it's a lot of work. And uh, when you do it in that, paired relationship, you can divide that labor. But um, as you were talking about, whenever that traditional relationship goes away, circumstances have changed. And so, you know, that division of labor can't exist anymore. So anything that one parent needs to be doing for the children, dad needs to be doing too, even if it's duplicative. 
And I know that's, that's difficult for dads to understand sometimes, uh, you know, that my child just needs to go to the doctor. Uh, mm -hmm. I, both parents don't need to be there. Well, while your divorce case is pending, both parents do need to be right. there. Right. I mean, no longer rely on your wife to just tell you what the doctor said. Exactly. Which, you know, because now it looks like you're not the primary parent, you're not interested in their well-being. It is. And that's kind of the easy standby. Go to parent-teacher conferences, go to doctor appointments, dentist appointment, orthodontist appointments, everything. You go. Because it's very interesting. My wife's a nurse and mm -hmm. pediatrics. And when they walk in, the notes will reflect, you know, a child presents with mom. Mm -hmm. Very interesting when you subpoena those notes and dad's name's not there. That's enough evidence to kind of uh, work against them, right? Absolutely. And, and we're going to touch upon that in a little more detail uh, here in a few more um, suggestions that I have. And so we'll move on to the next one now, which is uh, portals and mailing lists. So these doctor's appointments, these extracurricular activities, dad can't be there if dad doesn't know that they're happening. And we can't rely on mom anymore to let us know when those things are happening. Even if we think she'll do so, now is not the time to be trusting in that manner. So uh, you name it, you need to be contact, dads need to be contacting these entities to, to get on their mailing lists and get on their portals so that they can communicate with these entities. So things like school districts, each individual school, each individual teacher that your ch child has within that school, healthcare providers, sports team, choirs, youth groups, any of the above, and that's, that's obviously not an exhaustive list and it will be specific to your individual child, but uh, dad needs to make sure that he's getting all the communication that a parent or mom should be getting. Um, so uh, another great suggestion is parenting time variety. So there's nothing wrong with sitting around on the couch and watching some TV at night, you know, that's, everybody does that, but that shouldn't be what happens every time. So. We need to get some variety in there. Uh, so, you know, at, at least once or twice a month, dad should be taking the kids out to, you know, engage in one of their favorite activities or expose them to a new activity, uh, just so that we're not having that same mundane, even if it is, you know, substantive and good. Uh, mm -hmm. at, as, a, as a lawyer, I have to be able to show things and tell a story that's compelling to a judge. And right, don't, yeah, just don't pop them in front of the television and count that as custody time. You know, exactly. and, and right, like we talked with Jessica America, we talked about, hey, one weekend it can be, let's cook a meal together. Let's go yeah. shop for the items, be creative. I mean, these aren't easy. You know, these are things that are, are very difficult to, to come up with, but it takes some thought, meaning on your non-weekends or non-custody you know custody days, start writing out a plan. And again, yeah. I talk, it always goes back to more organization, which kind of as we kind of wrap up our subject, I want to end on this, which gives guys some resources, and that is books, information, right? Find something that can help them absorb, read, um, you know, reflect on others' um, uh, experiences and learn from them. So parenting books, right? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, it, especially for new dads, uh, even if you think you've got it all under control, buy parenting books and read parenting books. If nothing else, it gives me the ability to demonstrate to the judge that you're humble enough to understand that you might not know everything that's out there and that you're willing to, you know, again, endure a little bit of hardship just out of an abundance of caution even, just to make sure that you do know everything is out there. Uh, so another big thing is speaking with teachers and doctors. So I often see that, you know, mom's been the one that's responsible for parent-teacher conferences and for doctor's appointments, and that's got to stop. 
So, you know, in a divorce, upon a separation, dad should be getting in touch with the, each child's teacher to speak with that teacher to understand what's being discussed in school and also identify any challenges that uh, dad's specific child is struggling with so that dad can help the child with that. And then dad has to follow up with the child to, to, to offer that assistance and then follow up with the teacher also to see how that assistance is improving or still has some work to be done as far as the child's performance is concerned. Yeah. Um, that being involved in education is, uh, judges place understandably a great deal of significance on education. And so uh, every day when, the, when dad has the children in his care, he should be talking to them about school and something beyond just how was school today. It's, you know, what did you talk about in school today? Uh, what homework was assigned? When is it mm -hmm. due? When's your next test? Yeah. Uh, what do you need to study to prepare for your next test? Uh, okay, let's sit down and let's get started. Uh, and I just want to make sure that we, we cover this kind of more global thing. So uh, all of these, each of these instances in any individual instance is not of that much value to us. Uh, the, the value of these actions lies in the weight of their totality. And so it is imperative that dads maintain a diligent record of these actions. It will seem mundane. It will seem trivial. Uh, I assure you that it is anything but those things. Yeah. Uh, and by ultimately uh, all this uh, proverbial rubber meets the road at a trial at the end of the case. And I'm going to come to my client and I'm going to ask him for all of these things that we've talked about here today and others that he's been doing. And if he hasn't been writing them down as he's been doing them, he's never going to remember all of them. Yeah. And on top of that, if, if mom decides to say that these things aren't happening, well, uh, it's going to be a lot easier to persuade a judge that they were happening if dad's been maintaining notes on these actions as they have mm -hmm. occurred rather than retrospectively. Yeah, no, I agree, Dylan. I mean, that's the point is, I mean, all of this, I mean, it, it, again, it's not too late. And again, we talk about it during the case and all the things you've outlined. I think it's certainly the things that guys must do to position themselves. And it is overwhelming. And I think encourage guys as we kind of wrap it up is go back and re-listen to this. I mean, again, this is an exhaustive list. It's meant to, to facilitate a conversation. Come have a consult. Let's put a plan together. Let's give you the steps, the concrete steps to put you in the right position to accomplish your goals or at least the best chance to do so and develop a better relationship with your kids as a result. No doubt. Things are hard for them. Things are hard for you. Um, this is certainly going to try to make at least some of it a little bit easier and, and kind of, you know, as you enter into a new phase of their lives and your life. So, Dylan, thanks for joining today. And really a ton of stuff. We could talk for an hour on this. We could keep throwing out items. I'm sure we'll do another topic on this to continue to give guys more tips, advice, and instruction on the best chance to uh, succeed. Thanks again, Dylan, for joining. Thank you very much for having me. You know, as always, continue to bring you information like this. Details, breaking it down, giving you some concrete examples, concrete things. As you listen, you kind of live through experience, live through others, walk the mile in their shoes. That's what we want to do, give you that. Again, reach us uh, at 866-DADS-LAW if you want to consult with Dylan or some of the other attorneys around the country, including the United Kingdom, with our attorneys in our London office. Check us out at CordellCordell.com. Tune into our virtual town hall coming up this month. Check it out on CordellCordell.com where you can log in, ask questions live of the panel of Cordell and Cordell attorneys, and get answers right then, right there. Continue to tune into our weekly podcast. We do it twice each week. Until next time, have a great week.